Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And now, as always, here's the person who makes all things possible, my producer, Lori Houston. Hi, Lori. (laughs) Hi, Jane. How are you today? I'm good. You? I have to think of... Accolade. This is just like, really, I, I do this. I ad-lib this right before the show. <laughs> really? I'm shocked. Of, <laughs> I have to think of things. I do, yes. um, so, Lori, as you know, my book is now coming out in a month. Yay. Yay. And it's called, as you know, Long Love You, a step-by-step plan to look and feel better than before. And you can check it out. Everyone can check it out on Amazon.com. And it's so exciting to be able to reach so many more people to encourage them to live a longer, healthy, happier, and more positive life. And as Oprah said, and as you know, I love to quote Oprah, um, if you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. And um, if you think that anxiety, depression, sadness, stress uh, um, doesn't, they don't impact your uh, physical health, well, think again, these emotions trigger chemical reactions in your body um, which can actually lead to a weakened immune system. And there'll always be dark days, as we know, but the book is all about learning how to cope and change your mindset. So, um, and I actually believe, <clears throat> as you know, Lori, that everything that we do and everyone that we meet is put in our path for a purpose. There are no accidents. We're all teachers. And if we're willing to pay attention to the lessons we learn and trust our positive instincts and not be afraid to take risks, we can get through any crisis and move onward and upward to a life that is better than before. So on today's show, we have two stellar teachers who will help us get in shape, and that in turn leads to emotional well-being as well as radiant health and beauty and increased spirituality, as you will see from our first guest. But after the break, we're going to meet Donathan Green, celebrity fitness trainer. He's actually Dr. Oz's personal trainer and author of No Excuses Fitness. Uh, He's been featured on MSNBC and on the Dr. Oz show, Abby. And he will dispel some of those fitness myths and motivate us to get in the best shape possible. Um, But before I introduce you to my first guest, the amazing Sri Dharma Mitra, I just want to bring on my assistant, David Owens. David has been in Florida checking out the fitness facilities and the spas there. Um, it's a thankless job, David, I know, but somebody has to yeah. do it. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, Jane, I can tell you that being down here for this, this a brief period of time, um, I am truly feeling better than before at an accelerated rate. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I have a little idea. I'd like to run it by you here on the air. I'm thinking we can set up shop down here with a little satellite better than before office that I can oversee. What do you say? Um, uh, no. So. Lori, you're not going either. Don't get any ideas. I don't know. Please. It sounds like a pretty sweet job. It does. It does, doesn't it? Um, but actually, David helped me get together this segment on Sri Dharma, so I thought he should be part of it since it also piqued his own interest in yoga, or shall Indeed. we say... Broga, which is the way it's yoga for men, it has a new term, broga. So, um, all right, so let's meet Sri Dharma Mitra, who has dedicated most, most of his life in service to humanity, which for him is teaching yoga. And it, he has done that since 1967. Dharma yoga leads to a um, simple and a content, simple and happy life. And it will also improve your mental attitude and physical body and give you the power and the strength to have resistance to common illnesses and diseases, which we all need if we ever take a subway in New York City. So welcome to the show, Sri Dharma. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you very much. It is a great pleasure to participate in this show. And it's a pleasure to have you. You know, David and I were reading about you and Lori too and, and looking at your website and you are, what, 75 and you can squeeze into positions that I didn't even know were humanly possible. 
Um, I think I was reading you have uh, 908 poses, and I think I've done one, which is the downward dog. And rumor has it that you ha- you could have done this interview standing on your head. And, and and I stood on my head for like 30 seconds to test this, and I got dizzy. <laughs> so, so much for that. <laughs> but, uh, but Sri Dharma, before we get into the specifics about yoga, you know, we all dream of having that eat, pray, love experience, a la Julia Roberts, you know, escape to an ashram and, and find spirituality. But how many of us really actually do it? You know, my husband would say, great idea, just bring dinner back with you. But... Um, and you personally, over the years and years, have initiated hundreds and thousands on the path of yogic practice um, and teaching. Uh, but your personal journey is really fascinating. You were born in a remote village in Brazil. You served in the Brazilian Air Force. You won national bodybuilding contests. So tell us very briefly, at what point did you decide that yoga would be your life's calling? Well... According to our conditions right now, that is the result of our previous deeds, especially ethical conditions, arises in our mind a desire to be free from pain, suffering, and delusion. And automatically, that leads us to find something that leads us to that goal. So the yoga book was already in my house. I didn't know. I read it. My younger brother came to the United States, found a guru, and then was that read read there from me too. Everything comes automatically when you are ready. And then I I have this strong belief and faith that that is the right thing. So. I start practicing, and then very soon, radiant health with some pranayama and other yogic techniques, some mind control, and gradually we gain some self-control. From there, we get discipline, and with discipline comes success, constant practice, and then from there we really succeed. So, now, um, Sri Dharma, yoga is becoming talk of success. I mean, you've been doing it for, for so many years, but yoga has now become a, a, a trend, like, you know, Pilates, gluten-free, but everybody seems to go to yoga class. And, you know, the accessory du jour, if you will, is lugging your own yoga mat around the city here in New York. And <clears throat> I actually have one with a J on it, <laughs> so nobody will, will steal it. We, we're, we haven't all reached karmic. <laughs> we haven't all achieved karma because we have to worry about that. But um, let's just go for a minute and, and let's discuss why it has become so popular that you think. Because the wonderful benefit. We have evidence, millions of people doing yoga and becoming healthy with some mental control, some self-discipline. They also allow us to succeed to, in our lives, to succeed on anything. And all these are very easy in a short time. Yeah, and and um, now you teach um, basic yoga. Now I know that there are several different types of yoga. Uh, a lot of spas and exercise places are are offering it, and I think my husband has never forgiven me because after massage he went into like a, a lotus position and he got stuck in the pretzel, and he is. He has not forgiven me. <laughs> it kind of ruined his massage. So there's a way to do it that's right and wrong. But how do you know which uh, discipline to take? There's, you know, Ashtanga, Bikram, which is the, the hot yoga. There's Hatha, Iyengar, Vinyasa, restorative. I mean, how do, it's so confusing out there. How, what do you suggest that, uh, how do we start to choose the right form of yoga? I myself love the Ashtanga Yoga. It is not a religion. It is techniques, beautiful, including the first step of yoga that is the ethical rules. We must update our ethical 
rules improve more our compassion from the a strong desire for liberation to be free from pain and suffering so this astanga yoga leads to mental powers physical powers and spiritual powers with these three you may achieve anything on life very simple and, and efficient now is breath control very much a part of a huge component of yoga i mean other than the obvious of course what's the importance of breathing when we do these uh, poses the pranayama is amazing it eventually slow down our heartbeats make it steady that affects the mind and the mind craves and desire diminishes you feel really calm and serene you be able to use more your discrimination you be able to succeed on anything with calmness so that's important. Now, is it important to, to is meditation a big part of it? Also, you know, it's. I must admit that every time I start to meditate, I think of things like, did I leave something on the stove, or did I perhaps forget to pick up a child at after school? Um, do you have any tips that to begin for beginners for meditation? What they can do? Meditation very simple. You may sit in a chair and observe your breath. Listen to your breath, or you may gaze at a candle flame for about five minutes, and then close your eyes and try to see it with the eyes closed. Or you may concentrate on the internal sound, the humming sound. Try to listen on the breath, the humming sound like om, om, in your breath. You may also concentrate on a picture of a saint, someone that you believe. Meditation means concentration, to keep your attention on one point without distraction. You may meditate on compassion, but I think for beginners, it is better to concentrate on the breath. Try to slow down the breath. Observe the breath. And the eyes should be slightly open. One must be 100% awakened, alert, all the time. So, David, are you and Lori, are you breathing properly? It's good, a cleansing breath, right? It relaxes you. Right, Sri Dharma, yeah. that's really important. Um, now, let's talk about Madonna. Of course, she has muscles and everyone, she always says it's from yoga and everyone says she can't just get that from yoga. But yoga has very powerful effect on the whole person, right? The mind, the body, the spirit. We'll talk about the spirit in a minute. Let's talk about the body. How does that, can you build muscles from doing yoga? I know you were a weightlifter years ago before you you, you became a, a yogi. Um, how does that build your muscles, yoga? There are lots of, lots of poses, especially designed to turn up your muscles, make you strong, like, for example, the warrior pose, sun salutation, variation, and has lots of these very powerful poses to make your body strong, handstands, you can do yoga on one hand too, need lots of power. So there are lots of power to build up muscles. Of course, you have to combine it with a vegan protein powder <laughs> and vegan food. Vegan but, food. Right. That you will be able to be free from disease. What do you eat, uh, Sri Dharma? What's your diet like? Oh, my diet is almost raw, 80% raw. Lots of smoothie blends with protein powders, vegan protein powders, avocados, coconut, 
in lots of oatmeal, raw milks, in lots of uh, juices, in not too much sugar. We have to avoid the sweets. Too much fruits, it has too much sugar, and end up turning to fat. <laughs> yeah. So, very simple. I have one of these high-speed blenders. I make my blenders here once or twice a day. I don't need much of regular food or cook food. I can't visualize you blending food, Sri Dharma. <laughs> I just think I just it doesn't seem to be part of. David, do you have a question for Sri Dharma? Because I know you also are changing your diet, and you eat a lot of kale and 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 good. Well, food. yes, actually, what you were he was just talking about is of interest to me. Um, I have a particular bent on building muscle, and I'm pretty muscular. Actually, I'm, I'm I want to add a bulk up a little more. Um, now, flexibility, I know it's important. I do stretch, but I do feel I really should be more flexible than I am. So I'm thinking absolutely yoga would benefit me, no? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, and then as, as far as diet, you know, I am curious, uh, Sri Dharma, uh, do you, are you vegetarian or vegan? Yes, for the past. Okay. Uh, I don't know, 40 or 50 years. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. And obviously there are good plant sources of protein. What What would you say the best plant-based sources of protein are? I sprouts, I learned from my guru, very important. When the sprouts start breaking from the seed, that's the time to eat the seeds. They are really fully charged with energy. If the sprout grows too big, over a quarter of an inch, and then it starts losing the power of the sprouts, it becomes like a regular vegetables. So when the seed is about to break, that's the time to eat. Ah, all right. So we know what to look for in the health food store when we buy our sprouted uh, sprouts. Or sprouts <laughs> David, you know what you get me in Whole Foods now? You get sprouts. <laughs> you there you go. And no I'm dairy. Sure I've shown up with them at some point. You have, you have. You have very interesting meals that you bring into them, I must say. <laughs> uh, so, Sri Dharma, let's start at the beginning. Okay, a lot of beginners are, are listening okay. to the show. What is the first step toward how, so you, you look for, um, you, know, so I, you, you have your Dharma Yoga Center, which is very, very popular. You're a legend among the uh, the, the yogics. What's the adjective for the <laughs> is it the yogis you are you're a legend um but what is for the you know the average person if they're looking to start yoga um what do they look for a studio that has just um, basic classes beginner classes how would you start you start try to find a yoga center you can go online <laughs> come and try it you have to find a teacher that you like. You must be respectful and obedient to your teacher. Without that, no constant practice and no success. In New York City, we have thousands of teachers available. Almost every block there is a yoga center. So there are all kinds of teachers to fit all kinds of students. So I suggest to go and try one class. If you don't like it, go to another yoga center and see if you like the other teacher. And then eventually you find one that you'll be able to be obedient, respect him, and then you'll be able to follow the instructions, and then the result is, is success and joy. So is the basic yoga, the Ashtanga yoga, is that the, because the Bikram is the hot yoga, right? And that's more advanced because it moves very quickly. So if you don't know the postures, then you get... Um, you get confused and you could even get hurt, right? If you, you should start slowly before you jump into something that's, that's the power yoga. Of course, you start with beginner's classes. 
Remember, yoga are not all these poses. Like the Hare Krishna people, they don't do postures. <laughs> you can achieve yoga without the yoga poses. Just being, just following all the steps of the Ashtanga Yoga, you may achieve your goal without the postures. But of course, we have to do a few postures in order to maintain good health. If you don't like the postures, go to the gym, swim. But in order to achieve yoga, you need at least two poses. One for your breathing and meditation, sitting position, and the other one is Shavasana, the corpus pose. These are the three main poses. <laughs> the rest is just for good health. If you don't like them, do something else. But you must be active. That's a, that's important. Yes, a lot of people don't think of yoga as being active, but as you said, it gets everything going. Um, now, what is? Do you need special clothing for the yoga classes? I always, of course, bring my mat with the J on it. But what do you? Should you wear loose clothing? Is that uh, no shoes, right? Yes, no shoes. You may bring a mat, a sticky mat. Mats. Most yoga centers have them. And use a clothes, whatever is comfortable for you, a leotards. A man should use maybe sweating pants or swimming trunks, anything comfortable. See, David, there's the broga. It was just talking, as you heard in the very beginning, that now men are very much into the yoga, which they never were before. And now a lot of men are trying it. That's a bigger. Do you find your classes have changed in having more as many men as women, or when it was a lot of women at first, or is it? In the beginning, it was almost equal amount. Nowadays, I think eighty, seventy-five percent are women. They are really happy with the yoga. So men is much less. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, speaking from the man's point of view, I, I would say that's generally true. Although in New York City, it's my guess that the higher percentage of men take part than in maybe in other areas. But I think we, I think guys tend to sort of resist it. They think it's sort of for women. You know, I think that's the thinking. Yeah. What what I've found in the um, I had a um, and not to bore you with this because David obviously and Lori know about it um, ad nauseum. Uh, I had a hip replacement and I find that a lot of the exercises for like the gym uh, I can't do because it, it it bothers me. But the yoga is much more gentle and you can do it with injuries. Can you not? I mean, you can if you are compromised, you can still do yoga. Of course, then. Poses that fit all conditions. If you have a nice yoga teacher, he will adjust any all, any pose for any condition. He will know. He will tell you what to do. He can make some change according to your physical conditions. And also, the important part is relaxation. At the end of the class, there's always a relaxation, and I think people don't know how to relax today. That's I I, I just don't. I mean, we're all so stressed. We're all so, um, you know, especially in New York, type A's, as you know, Sri Dharma. But um, when you go to a yoga class, uh, it, gym and exercise and uh, aerobic type exercises, the elliptical, which I obviously, as you know, David, I can't stand. <laughs> swim, swim, yeah, swim, swim class, spin class, not my best friends, but. Um, but I find that you can you, the, the relaxation that you get, and you know you're also, as you said, um, uh, Sri Dharma, you're working out your, your body as well, and you're getting fit, but you can also relax, which is not usually done in the average gym setting. Relaxation is not part of the program. It is the most important. Relaxation, when it is done properly, it is also a kind of meditation. Here in yoga, we call it the yoga nidra, the corpus pose. You lie down in a comfortable position. And the secret is to be motionless and relaxed. After half an hour, 
If you are not using the body, it is like a computer. When you are not using your, using your computer, for, let's say, for 10 minutes, what happens? Your computer goes off, right? Mm-hmm. So relaxation, your senses of perception, you start turning off. In other words, you lose body sensation. What a great experience. And then at that time, a great amount of healing, rejuvenation, recharging is taking place. And also for you, you will be surprised when you lose body sensation and then what is left. Oh my goodness, what a surprise. (laughs) You realize by experience that you are not the bodies. So it is important, very important to relax. Shavasana is one of the eight best poses. It's just lying down like a corpse. Of course, you have to learn the techniques to relax the body. David, we're going to relax. Yes. Where, where can, where can we find you? I want to, I'm going to relax right now. Lori, we'll all relax. <laughs> but first we have to finish the show. <laughs> we have to finish the show. Um, uh, uh, Dharma, where can we find you? You go to online at Dharma, D like in David, H-A-R-M-A, yogacenter.com. It's right here on 23rd near 5th Avenue. It's a wonderful place, beautiful locations, and around us, lots of vegan restaurants and places. Very simple. (laughs) 61 West 23rd. That that's great, David. Did you write that down, Lori? We're all going. I'm going to meet you. I know. You're very inspirational. Thank you so much, Shridama, for being with us. Namaste. (laughs) Namaste was a pleasure. Namaste. All right. Um, David, thanks for being with us, too. When you come back from Florida, you know where we're we're going. Um, Everyone stay tuned. After this break, we'll be speaking to um, Donovan Green. He is actually Dr. Oz's personal trainer and author of No Excuses Fitness, talking about a different kind of exercise. Uh, You're listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show on iHeartRadio Talk. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This portion of the Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts. Express Scripts oversees 1.4 billion pharmacy claims each year. On behalf of employers, health plans, unions, and government health programs, Express Scripts works to make the use of prescription drugs safer and more affordable for the 100 million Americans they serve. Understanding that better decisions lead to healthier outcomes, Express Scripts helps patients make the best drug choices and health choices possible. Their disease-specific pharmacists are here to help you better understand your prescribed therapy, lower your overall health care costs, and, ultimately, stay on the path to better health. For more information, visit ExpressScripts.com. Want to know where you can hear Jane Wilkins Michael's show better than before? Well, that's easy. You can tune into Jane via Clear Channel's iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, and at bmajor.org. Now, back to Jane Wilkins Michael and better than before. Welcome back, everyone. We are on the air live. You are listening to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before, on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm here with my Laurie, as always. Uh, And now it is our pleasure to bring on the show Donovan Green. He is a celebrity fitness trainer. He's author of No Excuses Fitness. He is also a sought-after motivational speaker. He has been featured in national media, including MSNBC and on the Dr. Oz Show. In fact, he is Dr. Oz's personal trainer. And his celebrity clientele spans from Hollywood to Capitol Hill. And I'm lucky he is here in New York to talk to us. Welcome to the show, Donovan. Thanks so much for being with us. Wow, thank you for having me. Was that all me right there? Wow, wow. 
<laughs> Feels good yeah. to be here. As far as, I, as far as I know, there's uh, no one else named Donovan Green here. Who is that guy? <laughs> now, you said right before you're telling Lori and, and me, right before we went on the air, that you're always in a good mood when you wake up. How does this happen? How do you do this? What is your secret? My secret is basically I enjoy life. I just love life. When I wake up, that is the best thing, the best initiative to just be happy. Everything else is nothing to me. Once I'm, I'm alive, I'm breathing, I can see, I can smell, I can taste, I can walk, I have all of my senses, I'm excited. That's what gets me pumping for the day. Now, what if not everyone has those? What if you wake up and you're, you think, oh, God, another day, <laughs> another day that, you know, I feel good, but, you know, and you have all the stress at work. How do you, how do you kind of get yourself in the mental um, frame of mind, a positive frame of mind? Well, one of the things that I tell a lot of my friends and clients alike is to, to, to learn how to embrace life, how to accept life for what it is. You know, we tend to take life a little bit too serious, and that's where we get stressed out, where we tend to eat the, the wrong foods, we tend to not exercise because we don't focus on life as, as what it is. You know, we're going to go through experiences that's going to be good experiences and some that's not going to be so good, but you have to learn how to deal with that. Uh, one of the ways that I deal with it is just from laughing. I like to laugh. Sometimes people would say, why are you laughing? You shouldn't be laughing right now. Well, it's either I laugh or I cry or I yell or I scream or I hit something or someone, and I prefer to laugh. It's, it's so much better for the spirit. Yeah, and you can't be depressed when you're laughing, actually. No, you don't have no time to be depressed when you're laughing. Right. You know, you, you mentioned about... Um, Overeating, you just said if you know you've, um, but and I we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, it's not difficult to get out of shape. All you have to do is you know gain um, three pounds a month, and then it keeps adding up, which is it's just not that much. Uh, and then all of a sudden, year after year, you look at yourself and you say, "How did I let myself go? How did I get this way?" And then it becomes a huge, huge deal. I mean, losing five pounds is one thing; losing thirty-five pounds is is something else, or forty or fifty. Right. Um, and then you go, you know, what do I do now? Now, I'm sure you've heard every excuse in the book as to why someone doesn't want to exercise. They have no time or I'm you know, too busy or you know, whatever they say. But what, how do we make that? First of all, what are some of the excuses that you hear? <laughs> the dog, I, I, I the dog ate my homework? <laughs> <laughs> I got kidnapped by aliens, though. Some of, the, some of the excuses that I hear a lot is based around time, based around money, you know, the kids are, you know, consuming every little hours that I have. I don't have the energy. I don't want to. You know, I, I hear a lot of excuses. I'm injured. You know, it's too expensive. It, it's so many excuses. My spouse don't want me to exercise. My spouse likes me the way I am. <laughs> I hear it all. I hear a lot of them. Yeah, but you have to like yourself the way you are. It doesn't matter what... Uh, Absolutely, you know, yeah. Come on. That's the first step. So what makes you take that first step? How do you get to that point where you say, okay, this is it. I really have to do something. How do you mentally get yourself in that frame of mind? In the frame of mind of what? In of what trying frame of mind? That, that you want to exercise. You now want to start. It's not only uh, New Year's Eve and you make all the resolutions that you break at 1201. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, the frame of mind is when it, when it becomes life, not, not a, a weight loss goal, when it becomes something that it's life, it's going to extend your lifespan. It's going to make you live longer. It's going to increase your energy level. It's going to reduce the stress. You know, when people think about exercise, they automatically assume it's just about weight loss or building muscles and all this hype stuff. That's not fitness. That's not what exercise really is about. Exercise is about just living your life and adapting a healthy lifestyle. And that healthy lifestyle could be, all right, instead of me uh, taking my car to work every day or, you know, you know what, let me ride a bicycle today or let me, let me walk or let me take the escalator and get, forget the escalator and let me take the stairs. You know, it's these little simple steps, it's taking step by step, um, taking those little, little movements and making it something that can grow. Like how you said you gain two pounds a week and it adds up to so many pounds per year within the year is just taking those small steps. And I tell people, you have to want to live. 
when you want to live as bad as you want to breathe, you're going to make the decision to develop a healthier lifestyle. And, and it works. I mean, I see people every day who went from, oh, I want to take off 20 pounds to, wow, it feels so good now that I'm able to lift up uh, my kids and I'm able to play around with my children or I can carry groceries. It becomes lifestyle. Yeah, it's also a, a mental as well as a physical exercise being fit because you feel better. As you said, it's not only about weight loss or being thin or what the scale says. It's about feeling good because when you feel good, it boosts your mental outlook as well. Everything benefits from your feeling good. So um, now what I found, a lot of people have told me that, you know, okay, I'm going to do, and I'm sure obviously you have too, you know, okay, I'm going to start exercising. And then they go to the club mm-hmm. and they... um pull a muscle or they do everything at once you know they go on this uh, the the rowing machine for 45 minutes right Mm -hmm. and then they get hurt and of course they never go back and then they say oh good you know so it's all about little small steps it's not doing everything at once and we all you know know my friend Lorraine went to a health club and she took one swim which would made it the most expensive swim of her life because she still had a paid membership for a year and she got hurt. I mean, it was just too much. She pulled a muscle somehow. And, and so, so how do you say that? Just do small steps at a time. Start really small. Start really small. I'm talking about really small. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is they assume that, you know, the more I do, the better the results. It's like if something is organic, oh, it's organic so I can eat more and I'm still going to be healthy. No, everything is in moderation. Your exercise has to be in moderation. If you have never went to a gym in your entire life, you don't go to the gym and start lifting weights the first day. You don't try to run six miles. You don't do that. First of all, you walk around the gym, you look what's around you, and you start off very, very small, which means learn how to use a treadmill first and start with a slow walk. Do that. Then the next time you go to the gym, you might go a little faster and you walk. So it's all about step by step. Now, you mentioned you, you, you train a lot of celebrities. I mentioned you're Dr. Oz's trainer. Um, do celebrities, they have to look good and stay in shape for obviously for their careers. I mean, they're on television or they're in the movies. So do they have, are they just more, and you read about them going for, you know, hours at a time at the gym, but that's not reality in effect, right? I mean, the average person can't do this or shouldn't do this, and they they really don't have time to do this. So you can't really compare yourself to that. Um, So as you said, we have to start really small, and then eventually you get better and better. Now, if do, is doing the same exercise every day, do you, you, not resistance to it, but does that, then you reach a plateau and you don't go anywhere? Let's say if you walk, do you have to walk faster every day for it to make any dent in, in your program and your look? Well, doing the, same the right thing words every, here. Yeah, I, I got you. No, I understand <laughs> what you're trying to say. But doing the same exercise every day is not recommended to do it every day. Your body will definitely become bored. Your body needs to be um, tricked in a way, confused. Your muscles are being used every day. But if you're just working the same exact muscle every day, you'll actually put yourself through what's called atrophy where you begin to lose muscles. And sometimes you will even gain weight rather than losing the weight if that's a person's goal because you're not giving yourself enough challenge. So if I'm walking, say I'm doing a 3.5 pace on a treadmill, and which is the national speed. That's what they normally use to test people's cardiovascular system anyway, the 3.5 and I, I get to a mile in, say, a mile in 12 minutes or 15 minutes, just walking at a, at a standard pace, I want to increase that pace within the next two to three days. I want to step it up to a, at least 3.8. Notice I didn't say a solid 4.0. It's just 0.3 difference. And that will, alone will make the exercise a little bit more intense but manageable. The next thing I'll tell people is to, to play with the incline a little bit. And I'm using treadmill as, a, as a, a, um, a reference because that is the machine that seems to attract a lot of people when it goes to the gym is the treadmill. So something like that is just those two things, increase the tempo a little bit and increase the grade, which is the incline. And that alone will increase the challenge in your body, which means more muscles being used, more calories being burned. And now you can start to see and feel the difference in your body. 
Let's say you're, you're on maybe four. You're walking four, 4.1. Now, how can you increase that? You just, you just then put an incline with that, in other words. So you do 4.1 and you go a three or a five or a 15, such as myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 15 is my favorite grade, by the way. Oh, I bet. You're one of those people. I, I tell you something, Donovan. I go on the treadmill and I'm all, you know, like I'm going to do so well and I do my little, you know, four point, whatever it is, then three elevation. And then there's the person who gets on the treadmill next to me, such as you, and he puts it up to speed like 10.8 and <laughs> elevation 15. And he proceeds to run for, you know, 45 <laughs> minutes. And I'm looking going, really, you had to take the treadmill next to mine to do this? <laughs> and, and, you know, it just makes me look so bad. <laughs> so you, know you are I, one of those people, I know. I'm one of those guys. But you know what I tell people? I'm very, I'm very, I'm very humorous, though. And I have this thing, I, I tell them, mind your business. That's what I tell people. You go to the gym, mind your business. Don't worry about what the next person is doing next to you or in front of you or behind you. Worry about the person that's in you, that's yourself. Worry about the better you. And the idea is every single day you want to become a better you. I mean, what's the name of your radio show, right? It's yeah, uh, Better Than it's Before. Better Than Before. So you want, to, you, you want to find that best, the best you ever today. And then tomorrow, you're going to find the best you ever tomorrow. And then the day after. So that guy that's doing that run or myself who was doing all this crazy stuff, it took me time to get there. And it's going to take someone time to get there. No one is born just doing that, right? No one is born. I mean, if you're, if you were born doing that, or you were born great, I've never met anyone who was born great. Everyone had to work hard to become great at what they do. So mind your business and do you and love you. That's the, that's the idea. That's the idea. The, the, the best competitor is yourself, not the person next to you or the person in front of you. Well, so as long as you promise not to go on the treadmill next to me, I'll be okay. <laughs> I'm going to find your gym. You I'm find me and, and I'm, I'm going to find you I'm in going the to city. your gym. Yeah, you're going to find me and you're going to go on it just to spite me, right? You're going to be like, I'm, hey, how you doing? Yeah, oh, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> Now, what are the problem areas? Most, you know, most women complain it's the thighs, those little pot roasts under our arms as we get older, our stomachs get, you know, as I said, it's the hourglass figure as far as I'm concerned. All the sand has kind of sunk to the bottom, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and the thighs, you know, I, I remember going to a class and the, the instructor said anyone who's happy with their thighs does not have to do this exercise. And, of course, we all did it. Um, so, you know, the areas as we get older, things kind of sag, you know? Yeah. So what are some of the problem areas and what can we do about them? Well, some of the problem areas, uh, a lot of that definitely comes from um, choices of foods that we eat over the years. I mean, let's not even worry about ages yet. Just focus on the type of foods that we tend to consume. Um, not all, but many, uh, many consume a lot of processed foods. And processed foods, as we know, are basically just stuff made by man. A lot of people don't know what process. They hear the word process. Well, what's process? If it's not made by your almighty, then it's, it's man-made. So that's a processed food. It's made with a lot of ingredients, a lot of chemicals, artificial flavors, sweeteners, all types of stuff. Uh, your body cannot break down those chemicals fast enough. So what happens? It stores it as fat in your body. So I get a lot of people to understand the idea of consuming more whole foods, which is basically your fruits, your vegetables, and certain grains. That's number one. Number two, doing cardio by itself. When I say cardio, I'm speaking about the world's definition of cardio, which is running, you know, the treadmill, the elliptical, the bikes. That's not the type of cardio that will help you to burn the, those fat pockets or those areas that we call the trouble areas. Strength training has been proven over and over and over again to help to eliminate those trouble spots. And strength training, we're talking about if you have issues in the lower extremities, exercises such as your deadlifts or your squats or your leg press is great to reduce those fat areas and develop muscles in that area. If you have arms, you know, the bat wings hanging on the bottom of your arms, when you're telling somebody goodbye, it's like you're saying goodbye twice because of the extra flap underneath I, the I, arm. I prefer to call them the pot roast. I think that's a lot pot, nicer. Or the pot roast. They call it the, <laughs> the, little, the little pot the roast, roast under your They arms. call it the bat wings too. That's what they call that as well. So <laughs> they have different names, right? Yes. So do tricep press downs, you know, push-ups. 
uh, strengthening exercises that strengthens your bones, it strengthens your muscles, and it, it strengthens your whole entire outlook on yourself as well. Yeah, see, Lori and I do extreme sports, right, Lori? You and I have, you know, we decide what we're going to do. I think we did the, I did a rod and we're doing the ice, uh, you know, what do we do? Ice climbing last week. Yeah, you keep, you keep going with all that. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't do anything. We sit here and I, I always, every, usually when we, when we, I get something in an email, I said, Lori, this is what we're going to do today. And then she goes, no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not doing that one. Um, now let's talk about injuries. Um, you know, if you're injured, I mentioned that in the first segment and I never stop mentioning this, that I had a hip replacement. Um, and, and you have to do the exercises, obviously, that are correct for you. Otherwise, you can get hurt. So, and, and a lot of uh, cancer survivors, say, have um, questions. Should they be exercising after they've had uh, protocol or should they be exercising at all? So, what is the theory? Now, let's start with the, if you get hurt. Is it, is it no pain, no gain? So, should you feel something or when do you stop? That you well, know you're not doing it right. Yeah, you just ask a, a good. You ask a couple of different questions in the same realm. Right. So, as far as injury goes, the thing about injury that many people need to understand is that you can exercise with an injury. The idea is to work around the injury. Don't work through it. You see, it's it's it's. Uh, many people feel they have to work through the injury with the no pain, no gain mentality. That is why a lot of physical therapists are making a lot of money now because of that same myth. It's like, you know, I have a pain, but I'm not going to be a punk about it, and I'm just going to push through it. No, work around the injury. And what I mean by working around the injury, if you have a knee problem, for example, I wouldn't recommend for someone to do any type of jumping exercises, but you can do side raises, you know, lifting your legs out to the side, abductions working your outer thigh, and kickbacks working your glutes, and you could put bands around your ankles and do lateral movements. You're still working the same muscle groups without putting the pressure on your joints. Am I making sense? So yeah, absolutely. One? Now, how about the hip? Let's now, talk the about hips, the hip. The, yeah, the same thing with the hips. Your, your hips is basically your, your body's center point, right? Your hip is what helps to stabilize. It moves around. It does a lot. The hip has a lot of different uh, responsibilities. So when you have a hip, a hip replacement, you don't want to do anything that where you have to cross your foot. You don't want to have to cross your legs uh, across the body. You don't want to do anything like that because that is where we get a lot of injuries. So when you want to work your, your lower extremities and your quads and your thighs, you can still do squats. Just don't want to do deep squats. You want to keep your squats at a range that is comfortable to you. So I have clients who had hip replacements, double hip replacements, and they are, are even knees. And they're able to do squats and comfortably do squats. And then you have those who cannot do it. So everyone is a little different. It's just finding your range and knowing what feels comfortable for you and what don't feel comfortable and knowing when to stop. No, you're not a punk. No, you're not soft. You're just being smart. I can do squats. I just can't do deep squats, but I try to do squats. See? I mean, I, yeah. And how do you feel when you do it, when you're doing them? I hate them. <laughs> quite quite honest I don't like squats I don't like lunges I don't like spin class I hate the elliptical and that Stairmaster oh kill me like, now you can't stand to burn <laughs> oh, no I you know I like the feeling it's just that it, it hurts and I see people and you know what's always amazing to me Donovan that there are so many people especially as you know in New York City there's so many people who are who are out of shape and yet, you know, there are people who run marathons and the gyms are filled, the spin classes are filled, the yoga, we just had a, a yogi master on the, the first segment. I mean, his classes, I'm sure, are filled. It, it, it's, but then there's so many people who are out of shape. The, the dichotomy, the, the difference is amazing. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, they're runners, they're people who, and you see them running around the park, and then they're people who just, you know, don't, don't make it, they sit in their car and they go to work and they get back in their car or they, you know, or take the bus or the subway and they never do any exercise. So, You're right. You're right. But what I want to do, I definitely want to commend you, though, for someone who had the hip, the hip stuff and, you know, those issues and still work out. You see, you're not making the excuse to not. You're not using that as a ailment. You're not using that and, 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 you know, locking yourself away and saying, oh, I can't. You're actually doing it. You're doing classes and you're still doing squats even though you don't like them. You see, and that's where I say yes. That's why I give you the double applaud. It's like, oh, man, that's what I love to hear. 
That's what I love to hear. Thank you. I'd You're love to hear up. that. <laughs> I'd like to hear yes. that from you. Um, now, how about after illness, like a cancer survivor? They feel that they can't exercise. Is that important for their recovery to exercise? Extremely important. I've, I've had a lot of cancer survivors. Um, it's so important because what it does for your whole entire well-being, what it does for your mind, it helps to release a lot of tension, a lot of stress. You know, having cancer, I, have, I, mean, I, I mean, I have a lot of clients that, that has experienced that. And they come out on top of the world. After they, after they finish working out, they, get, they, they go through their sweat, their pains, their moans, their groans, I hate you, Donovan, you know, stuff like that. It's, uh, it's, it's a refreshing feeling when they're done. They're like, yes, I did it. I did it. And it helps to speed the recovery process as well because a good spirit, a good mind equals a great body, you know, and everything co- collectively goes together, everything. And exercise is the future of medicine. That's the way I see it, along with food. What do you eat? What's your diet like? Are you a vegan? We had our yogi was a vegan. Are you a vegan or do you... I'm, I'm vegetarian. I have a very... Let me tell you my, my diet. My diet is very, very weird because I choose according to the seasons and how my spirit feels. So right now I'm vegetarian. Right now I eat only uh, I'm just plant-based stuff. I don't do any type of steak. I don't do fish. I don't do any of that. Two months ago, I was pescatarian, where I did have fish. I ate fish and, of course, mostly vegetables and fruits. And then in another four months from now, I might go to being vegan. So I change up my diet. I, but I don't eat chicken, and I don't eat red meats. I don't eat those type of stuff, no turkey, any of that. So I, I, very, I fluctuate. I'm a cheesitarian. Is there such a thing? Hey, listen. <laughs> they have irritarian, so I believe you can make up your own term. <laughs> De- definitely, you gotta, you know, you gotta get that, gotta get that cheese. So you don't eat dairy products either. Right? No, not a lot. Every now and then, if I do feel like I want to have some type of cheese, I'll do some cheese. But I don't eat a lot of that stuff. I don't, I don't indulge in cheese. I used to love cheese. But um, what I find that works really good for me personally, because I'm always on the go, is I blend a lot of my foods. I blend my vegetables. I blend my fruits. I blend my protein shakes. I do a lot of drinks, a lot of drinks. And I'll do maybe one or two solid meals per day. I find that works perfect for me. One or two solid meals and then the rest. How many meals do you eat? About seven or eight a day. Oh. Mm-hmm. But then you just keep you keep your energy. I mean, most people you don't recommend for them to eat seven or eight meals a day, do you? Or do uh, you? No, I mean it depends on the person. I mean that's my own personal personal state. See, I, and that's another thing with me. I don't. I, I never recommend anything for anyone because each person has their own set of uh, chemicals, and it's just bio individuality. Everyone is just different. Everyone is made different. What works for Sam won't work the same for Joey. But, you know, the interesting thing is most people don't know what really does work for them. I like the seven or eight meals. I think that might work for me. I'm missing a couple. <laughs> I've got to add three more. I've got to add six more here. Um, so how do you well, listen to your body? I mean, most people don't even know what their body is telling them. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I, think, I, I do believe that most people do know what their body is telling them. They just don't care. <laughs> they just don't care. I cannot, be as, I cannot be any more real than that. Because if you ask the average person, you know, name, name 10 things that you can do that can harm your body. They will be able to name 25, 50, 100 things, and they're doing the same exact things they just named. Name 25 to 100 things that's healthy for your body. They know. You know when your body is thirsty. You know when your body is hungry. You know when your body is tired. You know when your body needs to move. You know when your body is achy. We know this. However, for some reason, we're not listening to our bodies. We're choosing to just go according to emotions. So we become emotional eaters. We become just, uh, I don't know, we just start acting on emotions. And once people start to understand the importance of your body being your check engine, your body is your check engine light, right? When you're driving your car and your car runs out of gas or it runs out of oil, the light comes on and it tells you immediately you need to put oil or you need to put gas. The average person will do it right away. Am I correct so far? Mm-hmm. Now, your body does the same thing. 
but because we're still functioning and we're not dying and we're not dead and we didn't get the bad news that you have, you know, uh, the disease in the heart or your liver is failing, we just continuously ignore the body until something detrimental happens to it. So I would love for people to start listening to their bodies and feeding their bodies the proper things. And we're not just talking about the nutrition or the exercise. I'm talking about through spirituality. I'm talking about through love. I'm talking about through being, being happy throughout the day. I'm talking about just living, living. What if your body says to eat a cupcake? Then eat a cupcake. <laughs> Should you listen to that? <laughs> eat a cupcake. Well, you see, and, and once again, and that's another, pro, that's another thing with the fitness industry is that we tend to limit things, and that's why people rebel. You know, if I tell my little baby girl, I have three kids. If I tell my little one-year-old daughter that she can't have this cookie and, I, and she sees the cookie all the time, she's going to eventually eat that cookie because it's right in front of her face. But after she gets the cookie, she's satisfied, she goes to have her fruits and her vegetables. Now, when you tell people you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, then guess what? First They're going to they do exactly do. what yeah. you said you can't. And that's where the fitness industry has lost the zeal. You know, we're spending so much time trying to be perfect and trying to be, oh, I don't eat this, I don't eat that, you're supposed to eat that. People are tired of hearing about the same old crap that we don't do. So when you say, you, you know what, you can have that cupcake, but you don't have to have two or four or six of those cupcakes, that's when you run into problems. Have one cupcake. Enjoy it. You know, mmm, this is great, and don't feel guilty about it because now you can have a salad. Now you can have your baked chicken. Now you can have your smoothie. You see? So you're, you're balancing out your days. You're drinking your water. That's what makes fitness fun and makes it like, you know, this is what I want to do now. I can do this. This is sustainable, not cutting out everything that I love. Now, you, you mentioned water. How much water do you recommend? You, don't, you shouldn't just drink when you're thirsty, which a lot of people think that. Um, how no. much water do you, you need to hydrate I recommend, my, I'm a big fan of drinking at least half of your body weight in ounces. Big fan of that. Very big fan of that. So if, you're, if somebody is 150 pounds, drink, try to say at least 75 ounces of water throughout the day. I mean, I mean that's just the, uh, a formula that I just like. I don't know why it works, but it just seems to be very, it's just normal. You so know, half you of your body weight in water, right? I'm, I'm sorry? Half of your body weight in in. Uh... Let's say that again, the formula. Yeah, in ounces. Half in your ounces. body weight in ounces. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Oh, you about drink to like water oceans water. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you drink the Atlantic you Ocean me, here. You owe, me, you owe me push-ups, girl. <laughs> oh, oh, I love I do. I like push-ups. I'm very strong. I like that. I like that kind of stuff. Oh. I, I don't, I don't, I, I like the, the real strength training. I, I found, I think also um, that you have to find what you love and then you're going to do it. You can't yeah. force yourself to do something that you really don't like, read yes. the elliptical or a spin class. But uh, if you really like it, you're going to continue it. Just like as I you agree. said, if you want to eat something, then eat it because, you know, if you don't like kale, you're not going to eat it no matter how good it is for That's you. That's right. So, so, Donovan, we have about a minute, less than a minute. What is a piece of advice that you can leave our listeners with from Donovan Green that we can go about our day and, and refer to that and feel better than before? Here's a piece of advice. Love yourself. Love yourself. That's my advice. Love yourself. Don't allow anybody or anything or anywhere to destroy you. Don't allow anything to piss you off and make you angry, to destroy your mood, destroy your spirit. You have to just love yourself enough to know that at the end of the day, you are you. And that's my piece of advice to everyone. And that is great advice. Now, where can we find you? You can find me at my website. It's uh, www.projectslimdown.com. And where can I find you? <laughs> and you can find, well, you can find me anywhere you want to find where, me. Where can I find you to have I'm you on, work out with you as long as it's not on the next treadmill? <laughs> well, I'm also, I have, to, I have my own facility in, in, in Connecticut. Okay. I'm in Connecticut, in Fairfield. I have my own studio called Shock Studios. That's right. like Shock. And then I'm also at Oxygen Fitness in New Canaan, Connecticut. And if you want, you can meet you at the Dr. Oz show, right? Oh, uh, yeah, you <laughs> could, yeah, you could meet me at the Dr. Oz show, too. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, seen, I've, seen you, I've seen you on the air on his show, right? Oh, yeah, well, listen, I'm going to be there. Um, we're filming again next week. Next week I'm filming at the Dr. Oz show, so that's going to be fun. There we go. 
there. They'll see me there, right? I'll be on the. I'll, I'll bring a treadmill. We'll have a little contest right then and there. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, Donovan. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful to to meet you, and you gave some wonderful, wonderful advice. Um, oh my thank you. And, and we'll you all be awesome. better than awesome. before. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank that's you. our show, everyone. As they say in showbiz, that's a wrap. Um, thank you again, Donovan. And thank you, my Lori, as always. And thank all of you for listening. This is Jane Wilkins-Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.